We all know that sleep is important, but I wanted to figure out why it's actually so important and how much sleep we really need and how to create the best routine for a good night's sleep. So I did a ton of research and I'm sharing it all in this episode. Turns out experts say that the quality of sleep is actually more important than the amount of sleep that you get. We're talking about how to create a nighttime routine that sets you up for an awesome night's sleep and things you should be doing during the day too. I'm sharing lots of tips from sleep experts on how to make sleep a priority and the habits you might have that make it harder to fall asleep or cause you to not get enough sleep. Sleep affects every organ system and every disease state. Good sleep can improve our concentration and productivity, and it improves your immune function and helps lower inflammation in the body. There is no question that sleep is one of the most important things we can prioritize for our body. Today, we're talking about how to do it. Let's go. You're listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast, where we're obsessed with life hacks that make your life more awesome. Your host, Lindsay Dickhout, is an entrepreneur and business owner, a mom and wife, and someone who wants to do things over the top at all times. This concept started as a collection of things Lindsay has learned that she was documenting to give to her kids one day, and now it's a podcast. Join us on this journey where we talk about how to be awesome at everything we do. Here's Lindsay. This is what we know for sure. Along with nutrition and exercise, good sleep is one of the pillars of health. You simply cannot achieve optimal health without taking care of your sleep. So that's what we're doing here today. I always try to pick podcast topics that I think are worth hitting pause on life. And for the next little bit during this episode, we're not going to worry about or think about anything else except for sleep. It is so important. And I think many of us just go through the motions and don't actually think about the our sleep routines, things that we could be doing that give us good sleep, habits that we could have that could hurt our sleep. Are we getting enough sleep? We're talking all about sleep. I've been researching for a good solid month all about sleep. And this is one of those things that I, I've always known. Of course, we all know that sleep is so important, but this is one of those things that I have compromised so much. And I never, I try not to say that I have regrets, but honestly, if I could go back in time, I would spend less, I would spend less of those late nights. Up until very recently, I would do at least one late night. So that means working until like two in the morning straight, just because I have so much I need to do and want to do with work and busy life and taking the, taking care of the kids, primarily on my own and all the different things we all do. There's just not enough time. There's simply not enough sunlight hours for all the things that I need and want to do. So I would do at least one day a week that I would do like a super late night, but it just wreaks havoc on your body. So now I just try to do other things so I can fit it in during the day and then I call the day. And if there aren't enough hours to get done what I wanted to get done, I just tell myself, you know, unless it's a crazy deadline or something that really can't be pushed off, it'll have to happen tomorrow. I no longer will compromise sleep. I just won't do it anymore because especially as I get older, but just knowing how important sleep is and I thought the trade-off was worth it. Yeah, like, you know, I'm losing out. I'm only going to sleep three hours tonight, but I'll get so much more done. But you're tired the next day. You get terrible sleep that night and it's just not worth it. After researching and reading and listening to so much stuff, I really think that improving the quality of your sleep 
will improve your life in so many ways. Improve your life on the daily, in the here and now, but also in the big picture. I mean, I read so much fascinating stuff about how sleep can help fight disease or lack of sleep can make us more prone to disease. Super interesting stuff. So we're talking about, first, all the things that happen in our body while we sleep. One thing is your brain sorts and processes the day's information. So while you sleep, your brain's actually quite busy sorting and storing information from the day. And this is so important for creating long-term memories as your brain consolidates all the information it's picked up, discards what it doesn't need, and files away the important stuff for later use. You need to be sleeping enough hours and get that good sleep in order for that to happen. Also, hormones flood your body during this time, like the good hormones that help your body grow and repair itself. I also read a lot about the nervous system and your nervous system, the part that controls your fight or flight response, gets a chance to relax and chill out. And studies have shown that when we're deprived of sleep, this nervous system activity increases, which is also mirrored by an increase in blood pressure. So it's just so important. Scientists studying coronary disease are investigating whether there's a relationship between decreased sleep deprivation and increased risk of heart disease. Lots of stuff happening, but we just know that we need to give our nervous time, our nervous system, time to relax. Also during sleep, our cortisol levels lower. Levels of cortisol, often known as the stress hormone, decrease during the first few hours of sleep before rising to peak soon after you wake up. This helps you feel perky when you wake up and switches on your appetite. Very important for managing our cortisol levels. Kind of like our nervous system, our muscles are also able to relax during sleep. Your muscles are basically temporarily paralyzed, meaning you can't move. Some scientists think this might be so good that you don't physically act out your dreams. Super interesting stuff about REM sleep, the rapid eye movement sleep. But your muscles just need time to relax and they basically actually paralyze during sleep, which I didn't realize, which is super fascinating. Lots of repair happens, lost, lots of rest happens, the brain sorting happens. There's a lot of stuff that happens while we're sleeping. So we need to make sure that we're getting enough sleep and the good, the good quality of sleep. So in researching this, I thinking about the body and what it's doing, one of the key things that kept coming up in the research that I know I need to be better at in my life, and I'm curious, you'll have to share with me on social media if you're good about doing this, is eating. So we just talked about some of the things. I mean, there are lots of things your body is doing during sleep. But if you're eating within three hours of going to bed, your body still has to keep working. So experts say try to eat earlier so your body can stop functioning by the time you actually go to sleep. Because if your body is digesting food, the factory is still open. I tend to, I try to stop eating Three hours before, usually my last little snack or bite of something is more like an hour before, but it makes total sense. Then your body has to keep 
moving. The factory is still open. So try to stop eating three hours before bed so the factory can close and your that part of your body and digestion can stop functioning and rest and allow you to go to sleep easier. Another great tip, get sunlight during the day. Daily rhythms are set by light. At least 30 minutes in the morning is ideal and sitting by a window isn't enough. Sunlight is so important. I learned this years ago when my first baby was little and she was having trouble sleeping, read lots of stuff and talked to experts and I learned about your daily rhythms and how they are set during the day. So the doctor told me, get up, get her outside, get her sunlight so she's not day and night confused. We really need that actual sunlight to uh, get us going and help us sleep at night. So experts say 30 minutes, and if you can, in the morning. Get up, walk, have your coffee outside, whatever it is. Even if it's cold, bundle up because you need to get that actual sunlight in during the day. Another thing in the morning is get up and move your body. It's been shown that working out in the morning is absolutely the best for for you and for your sleep. Exercise or stretching or even walking. First, it helps to tire out your body so you're more tired by the end of the day and you go to sleep better. But studies show that People who work out first thing in the morning spend more time in the deepest sleep and have more efficient sleep cycles. So get up, get some sunlight, and exercise in some way. That is the best. Like if if you're really going to prioritize sleep, that consistently between the different sleep experts, I research mainly like four different sleep experts and all the things I'm sharing were in their messaging, some more than others, but they all said this, that you need to get some sunlight and you need to get up and move your body. Experts say that most people who are having problems going to sleep are doing something during the day that's causing it and not realizing it. So limit your caffeine and it's different for everybody. Some people should probably stop caffeine by noon. Other people could probably go till three Maybe if you're really sensitive to caffeine, maybe you should try cutting it out completely if you have a hard time falling asleep. It's not just about what you do at night that affects your sleep, which was so interesting to me because when I was like, I really got to be better about sleep, I'm going to stop doing the late night working and I'm going to get a better nighttime routine. But realizing it's not just about what you do at night, it's really about this whole picture, what you do all day during the day that can affect your sleep. So that's why we're talking about all these little hacks They can help you have better sleep. One of the biggest ones, one of the biggest tips that everyone said that is one of the hardest things to do is no tech an hour before bed. It can be so hard, but we just have to set up new, better habits. And across the board, it's shown that phone, computer, iPad, I think is probably the most harmful because it's just so stimulating where I think that, I mean, if you're gonna do it, by the books, it would be no tech, no TV, no screen at all. But it really scrolling your phone and having that constant stimulation right before bed has been shown to be pretty harmful for 
falling asleep and your actual sleep quality. It's not the relaxation and the downtime. I've talked about this a lot in recent podcasts, talking about having a healthy relationship with your phone and having a healthy relationship with social media. Two different podcast episodes, if you haven't listened to those, go back and listen to those because all of this is related. We are focused here in this community and on this podcast, I'm always trying to bring topics that I've learned that makes that make us healthier and happier and are going to allow us to avoid disease. Uh, if we do get sick, help us fight off disease better, think about our health before we get sick, and live a long time. That's the goal here. Be happy, have less stress. Speaking of stress, that this is one of the biggest reasons why we have trouble going to sleep is because of stress. So we have to work hard to reduce our stress. We have to be aware of it and realize that lowering stress and prioritizing sleep is just so important. Now, stress is obviously a huge topic and there are so many different ways to lower stress. I did a podcast actually a couple weeks ago on some great practical hacks for lowering stress. Some are little ideas, some are big ideas, some can help more on the daily and some more in the big picture long term. But However you do it, limiting your stress is key. And one of the key reasons why people stay awake and toss and turn and can't fall asleep is because our mind's racing. We haven't shut down. I recently have been reading more about nighttime routines, and I really think if you can try to put your tech down, put it away, and have a relaxing last hour before bed, it is so good for you, for your sleep, For your mental state of mind, you shut things off so your brain's not like, you know, stimulated, stimulated, then you try to go to sleep right away. Whether it's a warm bath, whether it's reading, whether it's a shower, whether it's stretching or yoga or meditation or mindfulness, or maybe it's just sitting and hanging out with your partner or your kids and just allowing your body to have that downtime. Another thing that I did not even know about is I know about blue light glasses. So if you are going to do tech at night, listen, this is the real world. A lot of times we have to catch up on emails or we just, that's how we want to do our entertainment or we need to finish work. If you're going to do tech at night, make sure you have blue light glasses on. But there's also sleep glasses that apparently blue light glasses, there's four different types of light. Blue light only covers one of them. And at night, It's so much more important to have those glasses on because light really messes with your sleep. So there are sleep glasses. I have not completely dove into that, but I wanted to mention it because that's new information to me. So wear your blue light glasses. And if you're really, really into this, look up sleep glasses that protect you against all types of light because it makes sense that the light is going to mess up your sleep in the same way that natural sunlight can help us. The artificial light from screens can also hurt our sleep. The other thing about all of this that I didn't realize is that by reducing your stress and having good nighttime routines, call it for the day on working or even on your chores at the house and give yourself that downtime, you can have more, you can actually sleep less but have better quality of sleep. A lot of sleep experts call it sleep efficiency. So what we want to do is have a really good nighttime routine. Think about all these things that we should kind of do during the day and the things that we should not do. And we can be so much more efficient with our sleep. 
when I was reading about all the different sleep cycles, and I thought that's what this podcast was going to be about, I realized that I think that the bigger issues are really more valuable information and more practical to our daily lives. And sleep efficiency was one of those things that was so important. So have a routine and really try to stick to it even on the weekends when you might modify it a bit. So maybe you don't wake up quite as early, but it's similar. The consistency of sleep is so important. So you have a better quality of sleep. So if you're someone like me who, listen, I wish I did not have to sleep. It kills me that so many of my hours are non-productive and not just productive with work, but I'm not, you know, engaging and having interactions and experiences and all these things. I, I hate sleep. But I realize that I can function happily on a solid seven hours. Like I don't need eight or nine if it's good sleep. If I'm doing the things that I know I'm getting that really good sleep, I turn on my sound machine and it's nice and calming. I love ocean ocean sounds. So I turn on my sound machine. I've done my nighttime routine and I can actually sleep a little less but it's better quality sleep so I'm not tired and I have plenty of energy during the day. There's also cool things like the hatch, which I just bought for my room and the kids' room, but I haven't gotten going on it. I will post on it and um, show what it's like and how it helps, but it has great reviews, so I think it's going to be cool. It's It's called a hatch rest sound machine. So... Like I said, it has great reviews. I'll let you know how it goes. I wish I could be one of those person people that does not wake up to an alarm because just the thought of that, like you wake up and you are alarmed is not ideal. So I have an alarm that doesn't sound like an alarm that wakes me up and I use the alarm that's like a vibration. So I don't wake up my husband because he doesn't want to wake up as early as I do. But I would love, I would absolutely love to get in a system and I think that this is a great goal for a lot of people to not have an alarm to wake up to where you can get in this really healthy sleep routine to where your body is just getting the sleep that it needs and you wake up at the right time and also like your ideal time. For me, I would love to go to sleep by 10 every night and wake up at five every morning. For me, that is the sweet spot. That is a solid seven hours and I feel good. And also I get up, I get my morning workout in before the whole house is awake. That's like the jam for me. And it happens most of the time, sometimes more often than not, depending on what's going on with the rest of life. But the consistency of sleep is just so important for your body. So if you don't have a routine like this, This is one of those things that experts say, try to keep a routine and stick to it. And so on the weekends, maybe everything is like an hour different. So maybe you go to bed at 11 and you wake up at six or maybe waking up at six on a Saturday sounds miserable to you. So maybe you modify it a little bit more. But again, studies show the more consistent you can keep it, the more efficient your sleep will be. So we know we need to give our body this time to do all the things that it needs to do to function and repair and let the brain sort the day's information. It's just so important. And our body just needs, just needs to rest. I really think that so many of us are compromising sleep when it's probably not worth it. 
I wish I would have learned this many years ago because I think that I, my body has really, it's really taken a toll on my body because some nights when I was super crazy with work and um, when Million Dollar Tan was in all these retail stores and Nordstrom stores and we have, we were doing trainings and I mean, my business was just at a, at a really, really busy level. I was traveling around and even locally doing a bunch of stuff, just like next level. I would do these late nights every other night. And I loved it. Like I love what I do. I love what I do for work. So it wasn't like, oh, I have so much work to do. I enjoyed feeling productive and getting the stuff done. And so in a way it was exhilarating and fun for me, but I just realized your body just can't function like that. It's just not enough sleep for your body to do all the things that it needs to do. And it can take a toll on you in the short term and in the long term. So I will not compromise my sleep anymore. I will um, try to prioritize and, and shift things around to get it done in the daytime or not at all, just because I don't want to slip back into that, slip back into that pattern. Okay, quick recap. Get your sunlight during the day. Get up and move your body. No tech if you can an hour before bed. If you're going to, make sure you have your blue light glasses on or your sleep glasses. Stop eating three hours before bed or as close to that as you can. Let that factory close down so you're not still actively digesting your food. Limit your stress. And I'm telling you, if you can set up a habit to where you're not scrolling social media or emails before bed, that's one of the biggest tips throughout all of this. And it's one of the hardest things because we're decompressing. That's our form of entertainment. You know, that's kind of how we relax and catch up with friends and messages and things. But it's just too much stimulation for us. So I think that a healthier way to do it is to kind of carve out, if that's what you want to do, carve out time a little bit earlier in the day. Do not lay in bed and scroll your last thing before you go to bed. It's just setting you up for not the best night's sleep and definitely not good sleep habits. So try to no tech an hour before bed and swap it out with things that make you feel good and relaxed and you know, allow yourself to breathe and decompress and prepare for sleep. So no food, warm bath, stretching, yoga, meditation, whatever it is that makes you kind of like come down. So that way it's not just like, you know, stimulation, stimulation, distractions, all these different things. And then you try to close your eyes and sleep. It's just, it's just not a good pattern to set up. Also, um, just thinking about your overall happiness and sleep, kind of taking the whole concept of stress to the next level. And for me, one of the best things that I've done, and a lot of my podcasts cover this, is I worry so much less about things that don't matter. Because I think a lot of times when we're up and our mind's racing and we're like, ah, I can't sleep because my mind just won't shut down. A lot of times we're worried about either things in the hypothetical that are most likely not going to happen right? Just things that we're worried about. Or we're thinking about something that we should just let go that happened in the past. Maybe our mind's racing and really should you just decide that you're just going to let it go and you're not going to care about it. As I've gotten older, I let everything go. I'm telling you, I really hold on to very little. And I still am. I mean, I'm more passionate than ever, but just having that power of even if someone you know, says something unkind or something rubbed me the wrong way. I've just gotten to where I'm able to let it go. And then it's not keeping me up at night. 
And a lot of times that other person, maybe if someone did something to you or said something, they're not thinking about it. They're not losing sleep over it. You can't change what happened, but you can change how you define it and how much of your mental time you let it take up. So for me, that's just been huge is just releasing all that stuff. Maybe it's myself. Maybe I made a mistake or I handled a situation poorly that day or I was short with my kids or snapped at them or, you know, had a, you know, kind of was irrational about something. All that stuff is going to happen. So I try to process it. If I need to apologize, I'll apologize to someone sincerely. And then I forgive myself, learn the lesson, and then move on. Whereas before I used to go back and forth and really kind of wrestle with it. And and a lot of times we do this in bed because it's, you know, our days are so busy by the time we finally get in bed, that's when we're, you know, processing in the the effect the events of the day or the week or the month or whatever. But I just think by not rehashing old stuff, we'll have such a better night's sleep. And letting those little things go is just huge. It's just huge. Forgiving yourself if you need to, forgiving other people if you need to. And I tend to do this now kind of in my stretch period, my stretch, breathing, bath. And listen, sometimes that's a nice relaxing hour. And other times, listen, real life happens. I have kids who won't go to bed or I have um, work emails come in that need to be answered. It's not perfect. Sometimes that routine's five minutes just before I hop into bed. But even if it's five minutes, I make sure I keep up the momentum of it. I make sure I get in some sort of relaxation, decompression before I get into bed. And I do not get in bed with my phone scrolling. Like no matter what, nothing. No email, no techno, no social media. If I need to do something, I'll get up and sit in a chair and do it. So that way I'm just I'm setting a limit with myself that's so healthy. I'm saying I'm not going, I'm not bringing this into my Zen space. Also, one other thing I wanted to mention is having the coziest bed set up is so important. I love my nurse Jamie, like white silk pillow. I get on Amazon. I, I'll link it in the show notes. It is the perfect little C-shape uh, pillow that rests kind of like on your ear. That's just my favorite. It helps me sleep well and be comfortable. And then I have a Barefoot Dreams pillow from uh, uh, blanket from Nordstrom that I just got that I swear is the softest blanket but it also looks good like at the end of the bed your th- your throw you know sometimes a throw can look like if it's really soft it just doesn't just doesn't look sharp on the bed but this is one that looks good on the end of the bed and it's so soft so sometimes I'll put that up by my face I used to love my heating blanket but after having the EMF expert come and kind of measure all the radiation in the house I did away with that because I didn't want all the cords on top of my body. Even if I turned it on, which if you have a heating blanket, I've learned the best thing to do is turn it on, get the bed all warm, and then when you get in, turn it off. That's the best. I decided just to eliminate it completely. So instead, I'll have my husband likes it. He would have it 55 degrees in the bedroom, I swear. So I always have an extra blanket on top, and I'm obsessed with that Barefoot Dreams soft one. So I think making sure your bed is ultra cozy is such a good tip too. Like this should be your happy, cozy place where you get in that bed and you're just like, ah, like it just feels so good and warm and cozy. So make sure you're setting up for a really cozy sleep environment that you're excited about and helps you take your nice deep breaths and go to sleep so blissfully and so happily. I'm telling you, there is not a lot more important than sleep. And I'm a girl who never 
never misses a workout, but I will if it's a matter of exercise or sleep. That is how important I've realized that sleep is. I just think it's everything. Good nutrition, exercise, and sleep are just the pillars of health. And I think that we should focus on setting intentional habits, things we do on the regular to keep all of these a priority, but especially sleep. Like I said at the beginning, you simply cannot achieve optimal health without taking care of your sleep. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you learned so much about sleep and I can't wait to hear what little hacks you learned and what you're gonna implement in your own sleep routine. Ping me on social media. Let me know what you thought about this episode. Also, let me know what ideas you have for future podcasts. What do you wanna hear about? What do you want me to research and um, find and kind of put my, my two cents in and put my spin on and do a podcast on. I love this community and I love learning and growing together. And I think that equals happiness and it's awesome. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the how to be awesome at everything podcast. For more info about today's episode and all past episodes, head over to howtobeawesomeateverything.com where we break it all down. Tell us what you thought of today's topic on Lindsay's Instagram at Lindsay's Cloud. Until next time, go out and be awesome because that's exactly what you are.